We are so thankful for your spirit that is in this room, is on us, is in us. That Jesus, we give you the praise and the glory that is due your name. We are thankful that you didn't leave us here as orphans, but you sent your spirit to walk alongside of us. Jesus, I pray that through your spirit, you would continue to move in this room today and you would do what only you can do. And that each and every one of us, that today we would connect with you and we would truly find what matters. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Woo! 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 Rock Church, it's good to worship together, isn't it? So good just to worship together and to celebrate together and to be together. And, and uh, man, I'm excited about this 1130 group that is here with us. And, and y'all got a little bit of energy, don't you? Y'all, y'all still with me? You know what I mean? Like, like, guys, I will just tell you all day today, like, like it's been, it's, it, God's done some work. Let me just say that, okay? From our 8.30 service, Deb, you agree with me over there? From, the, from Thursday night to 8.30 to 10, and, and now at the 11.30, that we've seen people uh, taking spontaneous steps and, and uh, walking out uh, baptism today. Uh, we, we've seen people enter into recovery today. Uh, we've seen people find what matters today. And uh, uh, so, so it's just good, and it's worth celebrating and, and being thankful for. So, so let me say this. One, if you're new with us online, I want to welcome you, and I want to thank you for being here. Uh, maybe you're watching live right Right now, or maybe you're watching this on demand later. Uh, either way, we're really thankful, and we want you to connect with us. Um, I also know we got a, a bunch of people in Conway who are watching right now, so so I'm glad that you are with us. And uh, we also, uh, I want you to hear this: we have some people translating in Spanish right now as we speak. Okay, and. Um, that, that's really cool on a couple levels. One, it was a year ago this weekend that that group started translating every Sunday morning at our 1130 hour. Uh, so there's 10 or 12 of them that they are dedicated to say, we're going to make this happen. And uh, so they do it now. So if you have a friend or a family member who maybe would benefit from that, invite them to church. Or we've now, just last week, we've started premiering that on YouTube at 6.30 on Monday nights. So at 6.30 on Monday nights, you can go to our YouTube channel and it gets pretty somebody um, who maybe would benefit from, from the message being translated into Spanish, then encourage them uh, to watch on YouTube, all right? So that's happening. Uh, the other thing's happening is I know we, we probably have some college students who maybe are back for the first time uh, since May, or maybe it's your first time with us. Man, I'm glad that you came today and that you are here, and it's just a huge thing, all right? So if that happens to be you, maybe you're here um, man, I want to welcome you back or welcome you for the first time. I will let you know we've got a great young adult uh, group that does a lot of community together. If you're interested in that, the guy who is um, at the merch table today, his name is Will, and I know he would love, he would love to, he looks like Jesus, okay? I'll just let you know that. If you don't know Will, he looks like Jesus, all right? He's, he's, 
His hair looks like Jesus. Let me change that. His hair looks like Jesus. But anyway, he'll be at the, at the merch table. And if you're a young adult, I would love for you to connect with him today because um, you need to know about our young adult community. All right. Now, uh, one other thing I want to say before we kind of dive into the message. And um, last week, um, I, I talked about a new thing that we're calling Pathway. Uh, that, that pathway, um, it's a new uh, eight-week-long small group experience that we're offering. And it'll start September 8th on this campus. And it'll be, uh, we'll have one going on Sunday mornings at our coastal campus on Thursday, September 8th on this campus. Also Thursday, September 8th at our Aner campus. The whole idea of Pathway is it's an eight-week small group experience to help you find what matters. Uh, that, that, that we're in this series, but it's not a series, just a series. It's also the vision of our church, is that we wanna help you find what matters. And we believe that happens when you connect with Jesus and with others. Uh, so Pathway, it is designed to help you do that. Uh, so I wanna encourage you, uh, sign up, and you can go to the Connect Corner, or you can jump on our app and go to the events page. Right now, uh, there's about 20 spots left. Uh, we've got uh, room for 55 people, so, so we've got about 20 left, and as soon as that group fills up, then we'll start sign-ups for our next group, which will start in October. But again, it's huge if you're new to faith. If you're uh, maybe investigating faith, maybe your faith is kind of wandered, or better yet, how about this one? Maybe you have a friend who is interested in faith. That, that would be a perfect opportunity for you to say, hey, why don't you join me for eight weeks? It'll be real casual, hanging out in the coffee bar, but let's, let's go down this pathway together and maybe just see if we can find what matters, all right? So I, I, I want to highly encourage you to sign up for that and to get plugged into that, all right? And, and again, it's what our series and our vision is as a church, is to help you find what matters. And if you were here last week, we said this. We said that X marks the spot, that X helps you find what matters, that, that if you'll just go to the X, that, that if you go there, and when we said the X, we said that means Jesus. And the reason we say that is because Jesus Christ, his title is the Christ, that the first letter of Christ in the original language of the Greek starts with the letter X. So we said if you'll go to the X, you can find what matters, right? That it's a symbol that, that helps you find what matters because there's actually a message behind the symbol. Which is true of all symbols, right? Like think of symbols and icons, they, they all have messages. Let me illustrate it like this. It was several years ago that uh, it was uh, back when I used to travel full-time as a living and we were on tour on the West Coast and we were in Sacramento and I was sitting there with my buddy Johnny and, and we said, all right, tomorrow night we've got to be in, uh, or in Denver, that, that tonight we're playing in Sacramento and then tomorrow night in Denver, so we've got to get from Sacramento to Denver. So we pulled out a map. And when I mean a map, I mean a map. Okay, anybody remember those things that they used to create and remember how you could never get them folded back in the original form? Well, that's what we did. We opened up a map because we said, we've got to get from Sacramento to Denver because Denver is the X that marks a spot. And what we did is we looked for the interstate. 
And we found the interstate symbol, and we found I-80. That would be the interstate closest that would take us uh, to Denver. But unfortunately, I-80 goes really far north before it starts heading back south. And when we started to map it out, we realized we're not going to get there in time. Like we planned this whole West Coast tour and never realized how far Sacramento is from Denver. And we're like, we'll never make it to tomorrow night's event in time. Uh, so, so we said, okay, well, is there another way? And we found this highway that goes across Nevada and it's literally called the loneliest road in America. Like, no joke. Like, obviously, this is an image I, I stole off the internet. But if you went back to the map I was staring at, it literally said Highway 50, loneliest road. So you know this is not good. Anybody here ever been on Highway 50? Okay, so some of you, yeah. Highway 50 actually goes all the way across America. In Nevada, it is a barren land. And, and so we started looking at it, and we're like, well, would that cut enough distance off, and would it get us there quick enough? So then we, we looked at another symbol, and this is called a scale, okay? And, and the scale gives you the mileage, and we started mapping it out. We're going, okay, yeah, we can actually get there in time if we go this way. Yet then we started to think, but, but we're going to be traveling through the middle of the night. Is there going to be any restrooms open? Well, that's not that big of a deal because there's a, there's a bathroom on the bus, but will there be any gas stations? And we literally, when we mapped it out, went, we'll be going through in the middle of the night through a little podunk town. There's no way that that gas station will be open. We will run out of gas before we hit 6 a.m. in the morning to where we can fill up. So sure enough, we thought, all right, what do we got to do? We went to Walmart. We bought about five five-gallon cans, uh, gasoline cans, went to the gas station, filled them up with gas, threw them in our trailer, and then took off down the road. And about three in the morning, sure enough, we went by a gas station, said last gas station for forever, and it was closed. And then we ran out of gas right where we thought we would. We pulled out the gas cans, filled it up, went on the, the rest of the way in the morning, found another gas uh, station that was open, filled up with gas, and sure enough, that night, we got to Denver in time. Why do I tell you all this? You're like, great, Josh. I'm glad to hear about your journey across America. Here's why. Every symbol has a message. The interstate symbol has a message. And the message of the interstate symbol is that you'll be on at least a four-lane road, but there will be no stoplights or no stop signs, only exits. That, that the highway symbol tells you that you'll be on at least a two-lane road, but there will be stoplights and stop signs. That the, the bathroom symbol tells you where bathrooms are. The gas station symbol gives you a message of a, there's a gas station here. And in the same way, X gives you a symbol. It is a symbol that gives you a message. Well, what is the message of the X? See, just like all the other symbols have a message, the X has a message, and the message of the X is this, that Jesus matters, people matter, and you matter. That's it. It's that simple. 
That if you want to look at the message of the X, the message of Christ, the message of the cross, what you will see is that Jesus matters, that people matter, and that you matter. And what I believe is that's a message that we're all looking for. Because when we understand that Jesus matters and that people matter and that you matter, which means I matter, that we matter, then we come to find something that truly matters. And here's a question for you. Is that a message, though, worth living for? Is that a message worth dying for? You might say it is, and others of you might go, I I don't know. Yet I think in reality, we all want to find something worth living for. I I think we all want to find something worth dying for. Would you agree with me on that? I mean, am I right? You know what I mean? That, that, that we want to find something worth living for. We want to find something worth dying for. That we don't want to go through life just going, well, it really doesn't matter. And this is kind of important and that's kind of important. But, but it really doesn't matter in the end. I think each and every one of us, we, we want to find a message. We want to find something that matters so much that we would say, I'm willing to live for that. And I'm willing to die for that. Well, does that ever even happen? I mean, you can, go to, you can go to movies. It happens in the movies, right? Like, think about movies where you've seen X marks the spot and people are willing to live for it or die for it. You can look at Johnny Depp. You can look at Nicolas Cage. You can look at the characters uh, from Outer Banks. When they saw an X on the map, they were like, ah, let's live for this. Let's live for the gold. Let's go after it. Let's do whatever it takes because that's a message worth living for. And to the point they were worth dying for it, that they're willing to put their lives on the line to die for whatever was behind that X. And here's a question. Does that only happen in the movies or does that happen in real life? Like, like is the message of the X worth enough that you would be willing to live for it and you'd be willing to die for it? Because in the message of the X, at the X, you truly found what matters. I know it's not something just for the movies. We actually see it in the life of Paul. Now, now you might not know who Paul is. Paul is a guy who wrote many of the books of the New Testament, many of the books that we find in the Bible. And Paul was a guy who found what mattered. And when Paul found what mattered, he, he said, it's worth my life and it's worth my death. Now, he didn't always feel that way about Jesus. Now, I need you to make sure you understand Paul's life, be, be, that he was alive during the time of Jesus, but, but he wasn't a follower of Jesus. That when Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead, he looked at the people who were following him, and he said, listen, I matter, and you matter, and people matter, so take this message out to the world, and they did. And they went out and they started telling people all around uh, the the world, all around that area of of Jerusalem. And then it went out from there. They said, listen, we have found what matters. That that you're searching for God in your Jewish faith. And that's not where it is. That the Messiah has come. And you need to now follow Jesus because he is who matters. And he says that we matter. And and they, they started doing that so much that Paul was in his Jewish faith. He didn't like it. 
Because he said, you're ruining my Jewish faith. You're, you're ruining our Jewish faith. So, so you need to stop doing that to the point he started killing Christians. And at one point, he was on, his, on the road to a town called Damascus where he was going there with a letter so that he could arrest Christians and kill Christians. And, and as he was going, all of a sudden, a blinding light hit him from the sky and it knocked him off his donkey and he's on the ground and he, and he hears a voice from the sky saying, Saul, Saul, that was his original name, Saul. We call him Paul. Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And Paul, he, he, he just said it back. He said, who are you, Lord? Like, like, like who, whose voice is this? And, and I want to make sure you catch that, that he said, Lord. That's an important part because what he's saying is, I don't know who you are, but you're big enough and strong enough and powerful enough that I'm willing to surrender to you right now. Lord is a word for master. That he's saying, who are you, master? And Jesus says, it's Jesus. Now get up and go into the town and do what I tell you to do. And immediately when Paul hears that, he gets up, he goes into town, he hears the message of Jesus, he surrenders, surrenders his life to Jesus and takes a step of baptism. And from that day forward, he was willing to live or die for Christ because he found what mattered. That he said that my life is not my own from this point on. My life is about Jesus because I have found what matters. I have found a message that matters. And the message is Jesus and people and you. And I'm willing to give up my life for that. It's the reason he wrote it the way he did in the book of Philippians. And again, this is a book that we're going to be studying for several weeks. But in Philippians, he said that I'm willing to give it all up. Because I found a message that mattered. Look at it. It's Philippians chapter 1, verse 21. It says this. It says, to live is Christ and to die is gain. That, that Paul is saying, I have found something worth living for and worth dying for. Now, now I want you to look at his words here. Because if we're honest, most of us don't say to live is Christ. Am, am I right? Like most of us, we, we say things more like this. We, we try to fill in the blank with other words. We're like, well, to live is about me. Uh, to, to live is fun. To live is good. Uh, to live is about money. To live is about my job. To live is about my family. To live is about all of these other things. But what Paul says is to live is Christ, or, or we say this, to die is, like he said, gain, but most of us don't say gain. That would be like saying to die is good. And if we're honest, most of us don't use that language on a daily basis. But, but what, does, what does Paul say? He says to die is gain. We'll say to die is bad. To die is sad. To die is morbid. To die is too soon. But Paul says to die is gain. Why, why would he say to live as Christ and to die is gain? Because he found what matters. That he found what matters. So much so that he said, I'm willing to die for it or live for it. He said, I have found the message of the cross. And the message of the cross is that Jesus matters. 
and people matter and you matter. And we see that in his language here. Look at it. To die is gain. What Paul is saying there is Jesus matters. Because all of his life, he had lived in a certain religious way. But once he came to Christ, he said, it's not about me. It's about Jesus. And I just want to be with Jesus. So he was sitting in a point where he said, to die would actually be good. And I know that sounds weird. Why would he say that? Because he came to understand that when I die, I get to be with Jesus physically and eternally. That he's saying, that's good, that's a gain, because all I want in life is to be with Jesus, because Jesus matters. And I want to make sure that we catch the weight of that, because too many times we think, well, death is scary, and I'm afraid of it, and I don't want it. But understand, when you have faith in Jesus, That on that day that you take your last breath on earth, the very next breath you take, the very next second is a breath that you take physically in front of Jesus for all of eternity. For all of eternity. Paul got that and he said, death is gain because I'm with Jesus and Jesus matters. But until the day he calls me home, I'll live. I'll live for Christ. That, that, that death is gain because I get to be with Jesus, but until the day he calls me home, I'll live for Christ because Jesus matters and people matter. That he's saying to live as Christ, that I want to live as Christ because Jesus matters, but also because people matter. And so the only way I can connect people to Jesus is if I'm willing to live for Christ. Because people matter, which means you, the individual, matters. And that's why we live for Christ, because we understand the message. But how do we do that? Have you thought about this? Like, like, how do I really live for Christ? Like, how do I live out this idea that I have found what matters and what matters is Jesus and people? And if Jesus and people matter, how do I live out this message so that they find what matters? Well, what I would say is go back to the X. Just go back to the X. And I'm going to get real practical for it with you for a second, okay? Like, like for just 10 minutes, I'm going to get real practical. Now, there's some stickers on your chair when you came in, uh, if you're here in Conway. And I want you to take those stickers. Everything I'm about to say is right there on that sticker. And take that sticker home and put it on your, your, uh, your, your water um, bottle or put it on your coffee cup or put it on somebody else's car out in the parking lot. I don't care. Do something with it, okay? But take this sticker and see what it says. And what it says is, how do we live for Christ? Well, how do you do it? Well, it starts by having courage. That that if we want to live for Christ, if we want to live as Christ, we have to have courage. And If we're honest as Christians, we've lost it here a little bit. As Christians, as those who say that we found what matters, I think many of us have gotten a little bit soft because we don't tell people what matters anymore. 
We, we, we're not willing to share our faith and to, to let somebody know, like, listen, I have found what matters. Let me ask you a question. All right, just, if this is true of you, raise your hand. Have you ever met somebody who does CrossFit? Anybody? Of course you have, because they tell you. Am I right? Am I right, Penny? Am I right on that? They, they tell you, right? How about this? Have you ever met somebody who is a vegan or a vegetarian? Of course you have, because they tell you. Uh, let's get serious for, for a second. How about this one? Have you ever met somebody who had a battle with cancer but was healed and became cancer-free? How do you know? Because they tell you, and they should. They should tell you because that matters. That matters that, that when you meet somebody like that, they'll be like, listen, I had cancer and I don't. And I don't know if it was a miracle from God or if it was the chemo or whatever, but all I know is I no longer have cancer and I want to celebrate that. And we should because it matters. Guys, we should be courageous when it comes to Christ because he matters. And he matters so much that we should let it out. Look at what Paul said. We're going back one verse. He said this in verse 20. He said, I eagerly accept and hope, expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. That, that what Paul is saying is, I pray that, that I will have courage, whether it's to live or whether it's to die, that I'm going to have courage. I need to have courage. But the other thing we got to add to it is character. That if you want to live for Christ, then I should have courage and I should have character. That Christ should make a difference in our lives. It's a fruit that should come from it. Look back at what Paul said. He said, may you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ, for this will bring much glory and praise to God. That if you want to bring glory to God, if you want to praise God, then let him work on your character. Then let him do work in your life. That, that the fruit of salvation is not just eternal life, but it is also a movement in your life where things change. And I, I want you to think about this, that, that, that if you were talking to somebody and you were saying to them, listen, I have found what matters. Like I found what matters and it's Jesus and he has radically changed my life. If they look back at you and say, I haven't noticed, then I wonder how much Jesus really matters. And people will look back at you and say that. I know that. Because I had a lady say that to me. Her name is Fran, and she's my mom. And no joke, I, I just came to Christ, and when I came to Christ, he made a difference. I'll tell you, he did. 
that, that immediately the drinking and the partying and then the everything I was getting into and the, uh, during the weekends immediately stopped. But the reality is I was hiding that stuff from my mom. So she didn't know all of that had stopped. So, so one day I was at home and I was talking to her and I was like, Mom, I want you to come to Jesus because she didn't have faith in Jesus at that moment. That, that I was like, Mom, I, I want you to come to Jesus. She's like, why? I said, because he's made such a difference in my life. And she said, really? I haven't seen anything different. And she was right. She hadn't seen anything. He had been doing work, but it hadn't translated into the home yet. So I want to challenge us, if we want to live for Christ, then allow him to do work in our lives and allow him to change us and to change our character. Be courageous, develop your character, and then third, I'd say this, go back to the X, use your circumstance. That if you want to live for Christ... Be courageous, develop your character, and then use your circumstance. And what is your circumstance? It's whatever circle you find yourself in right now. It's whatever circle you're in. For some of you, you're at a new school. For some of you, you you've got new roommates. That's your circumstance. It's your circle. Uh, for some of you, you've, you're maybe in a new neighborhood or you've got new neighbors for some of you, maybe you're at a new job. For some of you, you're at your old job. That's your circle, your circumstance. For some of you, uh, you you've got a, a tough work relationship. That's your circumstance. For some of you, you got good news from a doctor. That's your circle. Some of you got bad news from a doctor. Whatever your circumstance is, use it. Go back and look at Paul. He said this. And I want you to know my dear, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything has happened to me here has helped me to spread the good news. That he's saying everything that I've been involved in here, that my circumstance here, and just so that we're clear, because you might not know this, is what was his circumstance at the time? He was in jail. He was in prison. That it wasn't like he was sitting in a penthouse. It wasn't like he was, everything in life was great. He was in a jail cell that he knew was potentially going to lead to his death. Yet he said, this circumstance has been used to spread the good news. Now, most of us, when we get in a bad circumstance, we're like, hey, God, um, you got to deal with this. Hey, God, you got to get me out of this. Hey, God, you got to stop whatever's happening. Hey, God, you got to help me here. And again, there's nothing wrong with praying that. I want to make sure you hear that. Nothing wrong with praying that. But as you pray it, live for Christ in the midst of it. And be willing to use that circumstance to connect with others. Use that circumstance to connect with others. That, that have courage and character that backs it up and then use my circumstance to connect with others because they matter. They matter. 
They matter so much that Jesus was willing to give his life for them and for you. So have courage. Back it up with your character. Use your circumstance to connect with others so that others might find what you have found. So that others might find what truly matters. And what matters? Jesus and people and you. And when we do that, people might just come to the X and surrender and finding. Look at what Paul said. Last verse I'll show you. He says, it's for everyone here, including the whole palace guard, knows that I am in chains because of Christ. Do, do you see what he's done? That he's saying everyone here, including the whole palace guard. That, that basically Paul, he's in prison. And he knows his circumstance. And his circumstance is there's a soldier who has to stand guard. So I picture Paul kind of going, hey, dude, what you doing? You going anywhere? Oh, no. Well, me neither. Um, let me tell you what I found. Let me, let me tell you what I found in Jesus and how much he matters and thus how much you matter. And I imagine he kept telling this, this Roman guard this so much that the Roman guard was like, um, I need a sub, I need a call in relief, I need a coffee break, yeah, I'll take two of your shifts if you'll just come and take over because I'm tired of hearing about this. And so a new soldier comes in, this guard leaves, a new guard's there and Paul's like, so what you doing? The whole palace guard, meaning everybody knew. Why? Because Paul found something that mattered so much that he was willing to live and die for it. What about you? What about you? What about me? Have I found something that matters so much that I'm willing to live and I'm willing to die and I'm willing to help other people find what matters? Are you willing to do it? If you are, here's what it'll take. You, me, being willing to die to ourselves and live for Christ. See, if you wanna help people find what matters, that's where it starts. You gotta to die to yourself. That you have to say, it's about Jesus. That Jesus matters so much that I'm willing to die to myself and live for him. I'll live for him every minute, every hour, every day. And maybe you're here today and you're like, I have found what matters. I have found Jesus. Well, then let's do this. Let's die to ourselves today because Jesus matters and people matter. And let's go help them find what matters. Anybody with me on that one? Anybody with me willing to say, I'm there, I'm in. Then die to yourself. And there's some of you who are here this morning 
And if you're honest, you haven't found what matters yet. And I want to challenge you today to take a bold step and go to that X and connect with Jesus because he matters. And then be willing to die to yourself. Be willing to say, it's not about me. And I'll die to myself because what I have found is Jesus matters. And everything in my life will now be surrendered to him. Everything. And I'll live for him. And I'll help others live for him. And you can do that today. Maybe you didn't come in here with that thought, but maybe today you're like, yes. I'm willing to die to myself. Maybe today you'll do what several others have done. They weren't expecting it, but they made a decision and they jumped into that baptistry. They said, I'll die to myself. Baptism is a perfect picture of dying to yourself, of dying to yourself and living for Christ. I die to myself. I go down in the water and then I come up and I live for Christ. And if you're willing to do that, today can be the day. I want us to go and I want us to connect with Jesus. So do me a favor. Let's stand right now and let's make a decision today to find what matters. Let's go to the X. Let's connect with him. A son who suffered, a God who suffered. A Christ who suffered. He did this for you and for me, for us. So let's die to ourselves and let's live for Him right now. Let's connect with Christ. Come on.